0: Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Phoenix asks, why is everyone so excited about the Webb Space Telescope? What makes it so much better than The Hubble? So Phoenix, thank you for asking this. This is a really great question and it's one that actually has come up a lot. So to understand this, to understand what is so different about these two telescopes and why we really wanted to have the James Webb telescope as well, we need to understand a little bit about what light is and what these two telescopes are capable of doing. Because it turns out, they're actually very different telescopes from each other. So let's start out with, what is light? So light is how we see, right? But we can also think about light as waves. Light travels in waves. And the wavelength, so the distance between the peaks on a wave. So if you imagine the wave going up, and then down, and then a little bit over, it goes up, and then down again, up and then down again. How far apart between each time it goes up is the wavelength. And that distance is what determines the color. So the waves could be really spread out or they could be really close together. The more spread out the waves are, the redder they look to us and the closer together, the bluer they are. Now it turns out humans can only see a tiny tiny number of colors compared to all the colors that exist. There's way, way more colors than we see. We just see red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and a little sliver of violet. But if the waves are closer together than the blue or the violet waves, then they become a different kind of light that we call ultraviolet, beyond violet. Or you could think of this as bluer than blue light, and beyond ultraviolet we get to X-rays. So yes, X-rays like what you might have gotten at the dentist or the doctor if you ever fell and broke a bone. Beyond that, there's gamma rays. Now, ultraviolet, X-ray, and gamma rays are what we call ionizing. So all light is a are all light are forms of radiation, but X-ray gamma ray and ultraviolet are ionizing. So those are the ones that could be harmful to us in the wrong amount. So if you get one or two x-rays every now and then for your teeth, it's not a big deal. But if you were exposed to that every single day over and over again, it could end up being a problem. Now on the other side, because what we see is kind of in the middle, but on the other side, colors that are redder than red so that the light is more stretched out are infrared. Infra is below or under. So, redder than red. And we actually experience that. You feel that as heat. Even redder than that, we get to microwave. So, yes, the same light that we would use in an oven, in a microwave oven to heat up some popcorn or something like that, that's microwave. It's also the light that we use for Wi Fi, for your cell or mobile phone and lots of communication uses microwave. Microwave is actually short for micro radio wave. It's a form of radio wave. And radio, that's our longest wave. So radio waves, they can be be as big as a building. And of course, we use radio for communication. Now, the thing about light is that different colors interact with different materials differently, right? If there's a window nearby, Look, go ahead and look through your window. Do you see how visible light is traveling through your window just fine, whether it's a house window or a building or a car, but the visible light is blocked by the wall. Light, Visible light doesn't go through the wall. Now, think about the x-ray from earlier. The x-ray goes through your skin and muscle, but it's blocked by your bones. That's why we can use it to take images of our bones or the toy that the dog swallowed and they shouldn't have swallowed, right? That sort of thing. So Earth's atmosphere is also very good at blocking certain kinds of light while it lets other types of light through. So it lets visible light through just fine. It lets most radio wave through a little bit of ultraviolet, That's what's going to give us sunburns or tans or freckles. And so you want to be careful not to get too much, but you do need to get a little bit to be healthy too. It's one of those balances. But the atmosphere blocks most gamma rays, x-rays, most UV, ultraviolet, and most infrared. So this brings us back around to the James Webb Space Station. Excuse me, this brings us back around to the James Webb Space Telescope. That would be awesome if we had a space station that was the James Webb. There are some space stations. Let's talk about those coming up though. The Webb Telescope is actually an infrared telescope. So it sees the colors of infrared. Now remember, our eyes don't see these colors. But the telescope can and with the help of computers we can map those colors to colors that we do see now why is this important well infrared remember that certain colors travel through certain materials and not others but also certain objects are going to give off infrared light but not give off visible light so there's some things that would be invisible to a visible light telescope like the Hubble. So the Hubble telescope is primarily a visible light. It actually does see into ultraviolet a little bit as well. So if the two telescopes were to look at the same object, that object would look different to them because they're seeing different colours. Now, the other thing about the Webb is that it is also, to this date, the largest telescope we have ever launched into space and we needed to launch it into space because it sees an infrared and Earth's atmosphere blocks infrared. So it wouldn't work from the ground. We can have lots of radio telescopes on the ground and we have lots of visible light telescopes because the light goes through the atmosphere, but that won't work with infrared. So we send it up. This is the largest space telescope we've ever launched. And the bigger the telescope is, the more light it can collect so the better and clearer the image can be. Now, we actually sent the web to a special place, a special orbital position, where it's about four times as far away from Earth as the Moon is, but it's in a spot that we call L2, and it's orbiting around the Sun, but it's like it's sharing the orbit of Earth. It's a little, Earth is right between L2, which is where James Webb Space Telescope is, and the Sun. So Earth is always blocking the Sun so that the telescope doesn't heat up too much. Because you know what? The Sun is giving off a lot of light of every kind. Not just infrared and visible, but all of the kinds of light. And so in order for us to be able to see an infrared, we need the temperature to be very, very cold, and we don't want other light flooding into the telescope. So Earth is blocking that a little bit, and it has this big, big shield that blocks the light as well. So the telescope is on the other side, so it's always looking out, and it's looking out into the cosmos. It can look at the planets that aren't closer to the sun. So it'll never be able to look at Mercury or Venus, but, if Mars is in the right position, or Jupiter, or Pluto, or Haumea, or any of those, it can look out towards them. The other special thing it can do is it can look back into time. Because in space, the farther away we look, the further back in time we're looking. Now, as light travels through the universe, we believe that the universe is actually expanding. So the light that the the space that the light is traveling through is actually stretching out. And that makes the light itself stretch, stretching those waves farther and farther, which makes the wavelengths farther and farther apart, which makes them become redder and redder and redder. And so there's some light that has been traveling for so long that we think it's been stretched right out of the visible spectrum. So humans can't see it anymore. It's now infrared but the Webb Telescope can see that. So we can use it to look way back to billions of years ago, 13 billion years ago, and see what some of the earliest galaxies right after the formation of the universe itself. So this is an incredibly powerful tool. And over the next few years, we're gonna be learning a lot more from this telescope. It's not a better telescope than the Hubble. It's a different kind of tool. We can use the Hubble to study amazing things, but we're going to study those things in visible light, whereas Webb is studying them in infrared. So Phoenix, wonderful question. Thank you for sending that in and giving us the opportunity to talk about light and telescopes. And any of you who are listening, if you would like your question discussed on the podcast as well, ask your grownups to help you. And there is a link in the description where you can send your questions to. So thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have dark skies and stay curious.